Hi, good evening, and welcome to the WCF podcast. Today we have myself, Savio, Carlo, and Shane. And also the dog in the background barking a little bit. We're starting today. Uh, we're going to review some of the games from last week. Uh, we're going to preview this weekend's matchup coming as well. And if we have time, we'll touch on a few Carabao Cup games that we would have seen today. So starting with Carlo, go ahead. All right, so um, we can start with Liverpool and Burnley. Um, well, I also expected this to be an easy victory for Liverpool. Um, in terms of how the game went, Liverpool dominated the game uh, from start to finish. Had one or two scares. Um, I thought Burnley actually did well despite their knowing that they would have been up against it from minute one. Um, they surprisingly don't press, don't do a, don't press in a low block anymore. And uh, the press Liverpool pretty high and caused some issues for Liverpool at the beginning. Um, they had a chance where Trent cleared the ball off the line. I think there was an offside in the build up, so that wasn't to steer. And Barnes put the ball in the net at the beginning of the second half, which was offside also. Um, mm-hmm. Liverpool doing look as comfortable as the scoreline would have reflected. So uh, we can see how they look against the new Premier League bully on Saturday at 12.30. Um, Salah looked sharp. Mane looked sharp. And Jota took his chance well. Robertson back. Um, so we'll see how it goes. The midfield, however, didn't look as energetic as usual. But in the end, it was a comfortable victory for Liverpool. That's my take on the game. Uh, Adi? And you? Um, what I thought from the game is that when you get more, Burnley tried to make the game as uncomfortable as possible for Liverpool. And they tried to press high, which was kind of surprising to me given the fact that over the years you will see Burnley sitting off and defending in the lower block. But as the game go on and Liverpool got that first goal, it just got more comfortable for Liverpool. Um, Salah looks the usual Salah. Mane looks like he lacks a bit sharp, a bit of sharpness. But the player that really stood out for me in that game was Naby Keita. He looked good in possession. He looked really good in possession, comfortable on the ball, and looking like he finally found his feet as a Liverpool player. But all in all, it was a quite comfortable victory for Liverpool after the first, after overcoming early discomfort. All right, so all right. before you go, Tiazo, just to add, um, I thought that Harvey Barnes... Yeah, Harvey Brown was, was impressive. Harvey Elliott. Harvey, Harvey Elliott. Elliott, sorry, right. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Elliott. He was impressive yeah. for sure. I mean, he, he he made one or two mistakes, but he was impressive for, I think he's 18. Yeah, he's and, 18. Yeah, right. And he, he adds um, a different, he brings something different to, 
said he made it to you. Along with the usual energy, um, he, he can mm-hmm. also go past players People. in the field. So he'll you be able see to... the pass. You see the pass. Yeah, the pass for the, the goal. Yeah. Or... So and yeah, he can also like go past players in the field, break the line. So that's something that they would have lacked before. But but yeah, that was my take on, on the game I You can go ahead, take one. All right, so I'll start with Burnley. As you know, they're one of my relegation candidates. Uh, I expected them to lose. Um, they did put up a fight. They did get the ball in back in it. However, it was offside. Um, for me, Liverpool, like I told you guys before, I think they are going to be team that disappoint their fan base. I think they are going to finish outside the top four. And you mentioned the midfield uh, struggling or not being the usual styles. And I think that is going to be a lot of not replacing Jimmy. And Adi mentioned he likes Navigator. And Jimmy doesn't look any different to me. Because I know he's one injury of just not having a mediocre season. So we'll see. I still stick into my guns about Liverpool finishing outside the top four. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah, next game. We're going to start with this easy game. Man City Norwich. The next game is yeah, Man City Norwich. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So I can go. Um. Well, Norwich was shocking. Norwich had numbers behind the ball, but Man City was still like <clears throat> like saying through their defense. Um. I honestly believe that. Attacking coaches don't coach defending, and it is evident. It is evident on the training ground. Like, sorry, it is evident on, on the field, right? Um, and I say this because when you look at the replays and some of the positions that the players take up, you can clearly see that this is something that they would have done for two or three days and not something that is done every week in training. So they be being an attacking coach. They will focus on the sharp passing, um, you know, being fluid, movement, and all that kind of stuff. But they don't work on the defensive phases of the game. And that was evident with Norwich because I remember the the Norwich the Mares goal where they had like six players in the back line. They was pushing out. They were pushing out, and for some reason Mares just ran in the body and track he in the body and look at he nothing. He just ran in, collect the ball and start the ball, and like the. It was the own goal. It was a goal that was scored that Man City midfielder get the ball, play a true ball, way to Jesus, and he just crossed the ball. And I was like, that was too easy. Most of the goals was the same. So, like, I mean, uh-huh. yeah, Nor- Norwich, I don't know. As I say, attacking coach, he clearly don't uh-huh. concentrate on defending on the training ground. But that's my two cents on the Norwich Man City game. Thanks for you, Artie. Um, my take is that it was more Norwich bad than Man City good. Norwich was shocking, absolute schoolboy defending. 
Um, but I must commend Gabriel Jesus. He looks really sharp in our wide right position with the false nine. He played wide right. But I was surprised to see Norwich trying to play out the back, press every single time. To try to play out the back with no avail. I, I, I don't understand what Norwich was trying to do. Don't look good defending the Mares goal, especially like that's like in primary school now. Your coach will tell you when the ball go back from a, when the ball go back, just push up, just push, then just push. Mares make a schoolboy straight run, a little straight runs, straight ball in one on one. Norwich was just shocking. I ain't much to take away from that game other than Norwich being absolutely poor. It is you. All right, so there's, there's no need to trample Norwich any further. But I just want to comment on something that, that Carlos said. And you mentioned that the attacking coaches don't push the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it's also how the players interpret defensive side of the ball. And if you're going to if you're going to play attacking football, you need to have possession of the ball unless the coach is attacking or you're doing direct every time you get the ball. I find that they just don't have quality in the back line. And I find that the attack and the defense, and when I say attack, I mean midfield and the forward, they have a complete disconnect with the defenders. It's almost like defenders defend, attackers attack. And that is shocking because the week in front, game week in front, they give Liverpool a run for the money. And so the goal started pouring. But I mean, it, it cannot be just down to Liverpool not being as, as sharp as City. Clearly, they had something working until they made the errors and Liverpool punished them for the errors. This week, City was a little more intricate. City was a lot quicker on the ball. And they just carved open the defense going and coming. So I wouldn't completely say that. I'm going to completely say that the coach doesn't force the defensive side in the game. Every coach has a philosophy, every coach has a style of play. And you can see this is something that's uh, a, a learning a learning curve for most of those guys. Because being up against Myers and Frank, no matter what we think of them, it can be a long day. Yeah. Understood. Um, However, he, he uh, the Norwich, Norwich and the Norwich sports have been in the Premier League before. I honestly expect better. I honestly expect better, but I mean, you, you, you are correct. Like, they just look like, you know. And they lost, they lost um, Buendia as well, one of their outlets. I mean, honestly, I will try, but it's they just don't have the quality. And regardless of Tim Cruz, I don't think that he's good any longer. Uh, I understand. Um, obviously, I could go on on this topic longer, but in the, in, the, in the interest of time, in the interest of time, yeah, we will go on to the Manchester versus Southampton. Um, 
Manchester. I remember it, um the week before I told you that it was more it was more Leeds being bad and open than me being impressed uh-huh. than me being impressed with Manchester United. Yeah. Right. Um so Southampton press highlight leads. Southampton yeah. more organized, you know, with their press. Southampton being the home team. I, I am pretty sure that I mentioned that as well. Um, the mm-hmm. fans um, also, you know, help helping the home teams in game week one. Um, yeah. It's something they missed. In the first half, Manchester was flat. Um, I don't know if it is because of the, the, the result from the previous week. That I don't think overconfident. I don't know if it's because um, I think he made two changes to the lineup. He brought in Matic mm-hmm. and someone else. Martial. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So I am gonna put down the performance of the changes. Um. Yeah. I'm going to say the changes and uh-huh. because that leads were leads. In the second half, then, the Southampton manager changed to the 3-5-2. Manchester start to create more chances. Um, I don't think it's because they changed. I think it's because of half time when you're going and the manager, you know, get under you. Motivate, scream, do whatever he has to do. Then you know, yeah, he likes to fire under the players, and they come out and they try to perform better or more motivated to play. Um, I honestly, I honestly can't think of much chances that my United had. I I, I could think of the Greenwood header, the the scuff shot that he scored. I can't really think of Bruno doing anything particular in the game. Pogba. I just thought it was a, a flat performance from Manchester. And yeah. this is the, the reason why I believe that if Manchester don't have a striker that scores 25 goals, that they won't be a title challenger. Because in games like these, when you're not playing to your best, you know, you need to win ugly, as some would say. Yeah. And you need somebody that can pop up and score. And I don't think Greenwood is ready <clears throat> to carry that mantle. But that's my take so, on, on the Manchester so far again. So I, I would agree with you um about the changes. I I don't like the couplers. I don't like I don't like that fanatical route of calling player shite, especially for pro <laughs> player. So I, I just reserve judgment and sometimes I say like in the moment this player is not good enough. There's not good enough for the team or there's not this team's type of player. It might have worked out financially or it might have worked out commercially as well. But Marshall Marshall is not good enough. And I do agree that the changes hurt this team. Uh I w- like I said I think Amara, Man United is actually a happy team right now. 
So maybe these changes dampen the joy a little bit. Movement is important on uh, number nine. Marshall lacks a lot of things in his game, and right now he is not confident. So I don't, I don't see the reason for starting him. I don't know. I don't know if they're putting on putting him on show so someone can see him and decide they want to buy him. I, I don't know what it is at the moment. He is not good enough for my legs at the moment. Um, Fred started last week. This week, he was just doing Fred things. We we accustomed to seeing Fred doing what he does, getting a few tackles, complete and miss past them. It wasn't no different. Matic is not good enough anymore either. So maybe that took a little fire out of the team. And in terms of screening for the uh, midfielders, like Pogba himself, didn't really get forward as much. That could be known to Southampton's uh, tactics as well. They started with a 4-4-2, I think, right? Before they changed? Yeah. Yeah. And then he stopped to your walk-up. Yeah. So I, I never thought that I would say this in life, but this game needed that, James, in that, in that moment. you you got to bring on some pace to put on. And, and give that wing back. Um, and... Let's think about something to think about. He would also be an outlet. But I guess we, we've already seen a lot of tactical prowess from uh, Ole. So we'll see how they uh, match up this week coming. Maybe they retain the joy. I don't want to sound so flat. You know, I mean, like, there's no... There's no hype around my United. Other than that, other than me thinking that the players are happy, like, like you say, no, no player impressed you, and and I, I honestly can't say that they did this week either, because it was it was a flat performance for sure. And I don't want to sound like a rambling, but I'm hoping that Adi has something to, to expound on uh, my United. So, right. Adi, let me start by saying. Any Man United fan that see Martial come in for Dio James will take will probably take it as a positive change. You get me? Anytime a Manchester United fan see, oh, we bring Martial for Dio James, you're looking for some, you're looking for some type of improvement. Let me be real. Just let me start with that. And the fact that the fact that you can see that Dio James was needed in that game just show how how low Martial's thought has dropped. But moving on from Martial, I think that Southampton looked pretty comfortable throughout the whole game. I, I, my, I don't think my, my United failed to break down Southampton. I can't remember a time where Manchester United just went up Southampton and just brought them down. And <laughs> I, it, it baffles me to be honest, but this just goes off what I said last week. It was definitely Leeds poor rather than Manchester United good. We all know how Manchester United does against a team that plays pretty much open. They will kill you on the counter with the pace. That's exactly yeah. what they did. That was expected. But now they appear the team a little, well, not a lot more organized. <laughs> a lot more organized. You saw they had the problems that they had last year, which is breaking down a team that seemed pretty organized. So, I I am yet to be convinced by Manchester United. 
ain't much to say about that, but yeah, that's that's all that's what I thought from the game. Oh, and Adam okay. Armstrong, Adam Armstrong did miss a chance by the penalty spot 1v1. My United tried to play out the back. Harry Maguire get is it was Harry Maguire? Yeah, Harry Maguire was the ball. Yeah, he, he like easy chance right by the penalty spot, 1v1, and that could have been game so happy. And that is the quality that I was speaking about uh, with Norwich. Like, you need quality players that, I mean, and it doesn't have to be a Cavani, it doesn't have to be a Hurricane. Danny Ings on that ball, that's a fool. Callum Wilson on that ball, that's a fool. These smaller clubs just need quality. I, I hear them cry out a lot about um, their um, bigger clubs spending money on on better players. How about they just focus on improving what they have? I agree. I mean, True. <laughs> I agree. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah how, I, I, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. However, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's only so much you could do. I mean, if you give a man a one or two season and. He said in producing, then you're going to go in the market. And I mean, up to 30 seconds ago, uh, we, we, we identified a similar case. With Norwich? No, in Martial. Because the coach, yeah. you know, I mean, the coaches give he the confidence that he needs by playing. He. When everybody else in the world want to know how he does play for Man United. And the, coach, and the coaches put he reputation on the line, he job on the line mm-hmm. for him, and yeah. he continue to fail. So when you say he has to be, um, uh, well, I just I, I just mean all coaches got the same information. I mean, players I agree. have I more agree. experience. Some players just naturally are talented. Some players work harder than some. But at the end of the day, everybody has the same information. And, I mean, and, go ahead. And the space between, well, in England, now is a big six, possibly a big seven, or Arsenal dropping out the rest. But I mean, <laughs> they got the gap. No, 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 no. England, England got a big four. England got a big four. England don't have a big six. England have a big right. four. So the, the, space, the space between the quality of the big clubs and the smaller clubs is too mm. far apart. Even even if they pick off your young talent and, and compensate you for your young talent, you need to reinvest this money in the club. I know it's a business at the end of the day, and you a business is a business of making money. Mm-hmm. If you want to continue as a business, and if you want to continue as a football club in the top flight, you have to invest in your club. It makes no sense complaining about how much money the other clubs got when you have the same personnel at your disposal. And, and that's why I'm a little disappointed with Bernie and Ginger Mourinho. He is falling away from his plan. Yeah, he fault. <laughs> Trust yeah, me, I mean, yeah. the, the, who, are you, who are you blaming? You're blaming the owner, you're blaming the fan base. The fan base want to see more. The owners. You're going to blame I'm the sure owner. If the, the owner don't want to spend it, there's nothing you can it's do. You're going to resign. The Ginger Mourinho is where we have. Oh, Trust um, me. But One then you more. don't go away from your defensive block. Yeah, but that might be only a one game. game. I mean, all right, don't let me say that because last season, 
Burnley was getting destroyed. They were getting destroyed at home. And the wing backs was getting fired and stuff. So I don't know if it's because, you know, as you see after world having the same players and doing the same thing, you know, it's be hard. And that's why you need to bring in players to refresh them. I don't know if his idea of refreshing I don't know if his idea of refreshing the players is changing how they play to challenge them to yeah. something new. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Um to add to the Mayo game before we move on though. Um me, I mean, I'm not a, a, a qualified manager or anything, but for me. If if I have a team that win by five goals one week, I'm not changing that team. At all. One. That's one. <laughs> uh, somebody somebody will have to be injured. Yeah, somebody will be injured. I'm not telling him was injured because from what I remember, I think he came, came on. on. Right. Yeah, he, he come, come on. on. He come on for the same one. For the life of me, like why why Sancho and Varane can't start? Like why? There, there's like week two. Varane was training with Madrid. Like why? All right, yeah, Lindelof had a good game last week, yes. Um, Dan James didn't. So, why Sancho can't start? <laughs> well, like you said, the team in five, and you're not changing it. Yes, but, but if you are going to change it, why you can bring Martial okay. and push the man that <laughs> scored the goal, why? Anyhow, let me leave uh-huh. that there. Um, <laughs> Spurs and Wolves, 1-0 to Spurs. Yeah. This, um this was go ahead. Right. So I can go first. All right. Um mistake by Ruben Neves. Try to pass the ball away. Regular intercept. Playing to the midfield. Um find Ali in the box with a rambling defense. I don't think it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Ali was going into the keeper before anyhow. Mm-hmm. He got the penalty score. Other than that, Wolves totally dominated. Um, Spurs. Spurs. I, I, I mean, I was real eager. I actually refused to watch Manchester last week to watch Spurs because I wanted to see how Spurs would do against a team that, you know, Ingen got the ball all the time and you know, mm-hmm. and I still yet to find out what Spurs style. I mean, Wolves totally dominated Spurs. Wolves didn't score. Um, Jimenez, he had like eight shots in the box. None was on target. The the big chance they had, well, one of the big chances they have fell to Adama one on one. He got saved. Um, he totally destroyed Sanchez and Tanganga. I was kind of shocked because Tanganga and the Spurs defense had a top game against better quality players <laughs> the previous week. And I mean, I was kind of like, well, yeah, Sanchez proving to be, he and Daya proving to be, you know, the defenders that Spurs need that Spurs want uh, Ramiro come in and really motivate these to prove the coach wrong. That was last week. This week, shocking. Like the opportunity that Adama got, they tried to dribble out 
the defense with the ball, Neves win the ball, play a true ball to Adama. Like, I, I, I honestly don't know what to say about Spurs. I can look to the, the Watford game and hope that I can finally find a style that, 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 that Spurs trying to employ. But Wolves was totally dominant. I, I think Wolves so far, they have 42 shots and in score. So, but Wolves was really impressed me. I honestly yeah. do not know what to say about, about Spurs. Spurs. Spurs were very, very lucky to have two clean sheets in the first two games. <laughs> but I, uh, take on that I, had, yeah. I had a chat with a Spurs fan and, and he was he was not impressed with Spurs, obviously, and his say is that Wolves should have beaten them. But like you mentioned earlier, these are things that it takes to win a championship and that is luck. One, and two, you got to win ugly something. It's not every day that you can get to the office and it can work out for you. Sometimes you got to win ugly. And I think Spurs are able to do that with the help of the referee and VAR because there is no way that that is a penalty after watching a replay. I, that is incredulous. So for me, I won't really go too much into the game. You, you basically broke it down. And... Spurs next week, they're up against Watford. That is pace in behind with um, Dennis. So we'll see how they go. Answer. Answer. The Ripper. <laughs> Adi, anything that has? Yeah. Um, two games, two losses by Wolves, but they dominated both games. Unfortunately, they employ a player that goes by the name of Adam Traore. The chances just keep falling to him. And that's all she wrote. Can't seem to buy a goal. But I, I'm really impressed by Wolves. This game was all Wolves, to be honest. And Wolves have more positives and negatives to look at from these two games that they played because Wolves created a lot of chances. Just unfortunate for the chances to fall to you know who. But I I think Wolves will be okay. Spurs. Spurs Spurs is the luckiest team so far this season. Spurs has the luck. luckiest team. Yeah, I what Carlos said about the whole Man City. How they look against Man City versus how they looked against in this game against Wolves. Two different ways of the two different ways of attacking. I think Man City was a bit static, stagnant, passing a lot of conservative passes, trying to get behind. Well, Adam Achiori, we all know how good he is one v one. So I guess they were comfortable defending space against Man City or whatever sitting deep low block. But, well, they have to defend one-on-one. We all know what Sanchez, Dyer, etc. gives. I just think that they usually struggle against dynamic attackers. Not saying Sterling isn't one, but you know Sterling is Sterling. But I am really mm-hmm. impressed with Wolves this far, even though they don't have a goal or a point. And Spurs just ready to look at this point. But if Harry Kane coming back, 
You can only go from strength to strength. Watford Nets at home. And Spurs could quite possibly have nine from a possible nine points. So I guess it's been a good start for Spurs, even though they don't look too convincing. All right, and I totally agree. Uh, we can move on to the Chelsea and Arsenal game. I, I can go first, um, and I can be real short. The coach get it wrong. This um, is Arteta. Arteta, yes. <laughs> um, and I mean, I mean, I said before that I don't have a pro license, but there is no way that I am playing against a team with wing backs and I am leaving my wing backs exposed to defend against two players. That is a joke. Um, Saka and Pepe, they were defending narrow and high, leaving Xhaka, who is not a runner, and what's his name? Sambi. Sambi. Yeah. Yeah, Sambi. Lokongo. Yeah, La- correct. Leaving the Sambi, Jaka, and the back four to come up against the two wing backs and three attacking players. That's one. The second thing I was disappointed in is. How easy it was for Lukaku to receive the balls from anywhere on the field. Like, I don't think that they should allow that after the first two. Somebody on the field goes here, all right, if we gotta stop this ball and cut the passing in. The coach didn't see it, nobody on the field seemed to be intelligent enough to see it. And yeah. and Lukaku just received the ball. Each and every time. Obviously, he had Marie Pemba, who he thought did a fantastic job on Lukaku. Um, he made one mistake and it resulted in the goal, unfortunately. But I, t- I thought Marie did well, but that was a shocking performance. And Arteta got to take the blame for the tactics, for sure. I blame it Arteta. Um, and that's my take on that game. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> Look, I, I got a lot. I got well, I have a lot of issues with Arsenal the play. Now I remember in game week one you told me that they're defending they defend they were the third they considered the third lowest amount of goals. Correct. Yes, they do defend well, but at the end of the day, this is Chelsea. I I, I don't I like okay, like last week with Crystal Palace, I would not I would not judge I honestly would not judge a team that plays Chelsea mm-hmm. or Man City. At this point. Uh, yes. Um, like, all right. I was looking at some stats and Crystal Palace gave up one big chance in two games and they played Chelsea, right? I think mm-hmm. Arsenal gave Arsenal gave up three against Chelsea. But I can understand why, because in the second half, you know, you're chasing the game. Uh, you're going to push on the line higher. And obviously, you're going to give up some chances. But as I say, I say no more on this. 
I looking forward to That's after hard. the international break. I don't expect the Arsenal to win on Saturday morning either. No, I I can I will I will just uh, I'll just run through some points quickly without delving into our tactics because that's an entire episode in itself. But this camp fire defending that they're doing is completely ridiculous, especially if you're leaving passing lanes open. Marie against Lukaku, we might say it was impressive and he only made one mistake. Wrestling with Lukaku is a losing cause. And you were correct in saying they need to start the passing. You need to start the player who is actually passing the ball into Lukaku. That way he doesn't receive any. He might have a miserable night, throw his hands in the air, and, um, and that's what you want. I don't know if Arteta is the coach for this team, but clearly he is struggling with getting his message across. And when you're struggling with getting your message across, you look to the leaders in the team to help you do that. He has zero leaders in this team. Obama Yangwers is the armband, but for me, he is not a leader. And this team is going to be sinking further and further if they don't get it right, if he does not get his message across. They lack confidence in every single aspect of the game. I was able to see them just before we started the show this evening against uh, West Brom. They won 6 0. They missed some guilt edge chances. They got some lucky rebounds and finished them superbly. But even in their dominance of that game, I could see they weren't confident. El Nini cannot get the ball forward. He, he, he dwells on the ball. When he clips it over, that feels offside. And, and these are things that you can see in the game when they are up against better opposition. I wouldn't even say that Brentford was better opposition, but Brentford was better on the attack. And that's what you need. Honestly, honestly I, thought, I thought Arsenal was unlucky against Brentford. And to correct myself, Arsenal, Arsenal gave up five big chances against... Um, against Chelsea? Chelsea. Honestly, I could only remember the two goals and the header from... Um, sorry, no. The, the header from Lukaku, the two goals, and the one when Lukaku playing Havertz. But that was late in the game. Arsenal was pushing for a goal, so I could understand being countered. So I would not really consider, you know, I won't consider that like giving up chances because they didn't break you down. It was like basically Manchester League. I, and that's, but the thing is, I, I kind of stray away from the two teams at hand because I'm looking at Arsenal in total and I, I can't see Arsenal beating anybody. Like if they get our, if they get to play Norwich tomorrow, maybe they. But I, I think I don't see them beating. I think they have Norwich after the international break. Yeah, so maybe your international break is starting right. well because so that should start and then Burnley. So that should kickstart Arsenal season. They don't understand our tennis tactics, and no, no, I no, mean, no, I can't no, no. tell them. But honestly, I think they do because they they carry them up perfectly. It's just that I thought it was which is, which, which is what? Which is what? Which is hold their press. But hold their press, left James free <laughs> uh, for Lukaku goal and for James goal. 
and because Tierney was was more interested in what was going on inside, and he was also free, and Saka was nowhere in the picture to help Tierney. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well, let me say this. Now you mentioned not having a pro license, right? Hmm? I do not think that any pro professional coach does not have their eyes and T's dotted and crossed. So I would hate to know that this camp for your defending is implemented and allows gaps in behind people to exploit them and your job is done. All right. <laughs> there's there's no way that these these players could be perfectly perfectly understanding what is going on. Because they, there's too many errors. Every yeah. single no, no, every no, single understand it had Got you. Go ahead. <clears throat> Every single game week with Arsenal, the opposition scores from errors. Poor clearances, back passes into the opposition, playing up for the bat and not executing well. They actually played <laughs> up for the bat and executed well today in the Carabao Cup. But like I said, that was a weakened West Brom side and the West Brom side that is in the championship. So, like I said, although they were dominant, I still didn't see any confidence. So that might be a that might be two words going against one another, but I I just did not see any confidence. Abamayani with a hat trick today, and I I don't know Th- these goals came from out of nowhere and the opposition making errors as well playing a high level. But uh, attributed to their Premier League performances, it, it's the same thing, but they're going against quality. Can't break down anybody. Can't get a true pass in. Players not moving off the ball. Yeah, they can't. Wing bats. Yeah, they can't break down anyone. Wing bats not overlapping. Errors on top of errors on top of errors. And I, I guess they, I, I just can't see Arsenal beating anybody. If they win, they win. But yeah. you know that, that's how it goes. Um, Adi, apologies for taking up so much time. I just got a lot to roast Arsenal. Yeah, ball. no problem. And uh, maybe yeah. we can have a separate uh, episode for our tether and Sure, no problem. We could do that. We could do that sometime later on in the week. Yeah, go ahead, Adi. Um, let me start with even, <laughs> even though Arsenal's problems are vast, let me start by praising Chelsea. Chelsea looks comfortable throughout. Chelsea's positional play is brilliant. Um, I think that they created the overlords nearly, nearly killed to nearly down that left hand side. Chelsea's right, Arsenal's left. Um, James had uh, James had a field there down that side to be honest. But to Arsenal, no, yeah, much you can say about Chelsea to be honest. Lukaku came in, gave Chelsea a whole. We all know Chelsea good in possession, we're never running behind Lukaku, stronger. Better playing, holding up the ball, post up, add physicality. So that's just another way. This is just another option Chelsea got to attack. We're not running the channels. Lukaku could come. Good on, good with the money. Back, strength, you know that. Arsenal. Sometimes it's just got to admit that you, you ain't good enough. I don't think that you just got to be patient. I don't think that. I don't think that Arteta is horrible. I just think that you need a certain type of player to play the way that he wants to play. And Arsenal players aren't good enough. 
That's just the truth. You can't want to play a possession-based game with Xhaka that isn't good on the pressure with the ball. And you can't be buying potential. Arsenal bought potential. Arsenal bought probably one starter this transfer window. But are you, are you saying that? And I agree with you. But he just extended Xhaka's contract. And he is who's the person that buying these players. He's the person that bringing players that ain't good enough to play what you want players. How is that man still playing? That's uh, Thomas Party out. So that's an excuse. Because Lacombe you get me? Lokonga needs to get into the league second game. Is Maitland injured? Maitland don't know if he want to be a center, a, a center midfielder or a right wing back to this day. You can see that Maitland is not in the coach's class. But we, let me just... Okay. We, we, let, we, let's not forget, right, that Arteta learning on the job. Let's not forget this Arteta's first job is a rebuilding job and he needs time. I'm not saying that Arteta is the greatest, but I think that people, people is seeing, seeing the real problems. I don't. I think that this problem is 80% players, 20% Arteta. I honestly do. Or probably 90% players, 10% Arteta. Maybe, maybe a season and a half ago, I would agree with that. But I, I think by now he had enough time to put his time on the team. And bringing the players that he wants to bring. You spend 50 mil on Ben White. You brought in at least five or six cents about since you have the attitude. And you can't get it. He bring two cents about. He bought he in more two cents Saliba, Pablo Marini. No, he bring Gabriel Saliba. No, no, he didn't sign Saliba. He didn't sign Saliba. The board signed Saliba. He signed Pablo Marie and Gabriel. The board, oh, wait, the board wait. Oh, wait. Yes. Pablo Marie is his signing. Pablo Marie is his signing. Ben White is his signing. And Gabriel is his signing. Saliba is... Yeah. Saliba signed... Who else Get signed Who else with Emery, I think. Yes. Saliba got signed with Emery. I mean, my own one. I guess the Congo is his signing. That's a midfielder. Debatable as the F party is his signing. We don't know. Uh-huh. But I just think that Arteta learning on the job. I think we've been a, a little bit too harsh. The stuff that he's trying to imp- implement is not for average players. And that's what Arsenal have. Arsenal bought a lot of youngsters, a lot of potential. Potential is so a thing to so then he is- it. Unfortunately, so then he's not the man. You don't think so? I'm asking. I'm asking. I I don't think it's his fault. I don't know if he's the man for the job yeah. or not. I think. I think. I think he needs more time to prove that because I'll tell him in a trophy. <laughs> I'll tell him in a trophy. I think that, I. I also think that's the only reason he's still there, along with him being so, a partner. I don't. I think that the grilling of Arteta is a bit harsh, and players seem and some of the players seem to get away with it a lot. I think that Arsenal lack quality a lot. I think that they bought youngsters. Youngsters need time. Time equals you can get some licks. You got to judge Arteta in the next year and a half. To I think that all the pressure cannot be on Arteta. Jacka is the same player that Arsenal signed five years ago. 
yet to kick on. Bellerin regress. Bad, bad decisions made on which goalkeeper to keep. But we speaking in hindsight. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. But the mess that Arsenal is, I don't think that is all Arteta. I think that Arteta has to take minimal blame if I'm being honest. I think it's the players, the owner, the board, recruitment, all these before Arteta. And I think that Arteta getting unfair, getting unfair treatment. I didn't say that he's the greatest, but I think he needs time. All right. So you say in a year and a half? Maybe two. Hopefully he's still. By 2023. That's a lot of things. But we'll, we'll see if he's still there and, and not good. Probably not. Not in these times. In these times, if, it, if things continue like this, it's highly unlikely. We know this. But I just saying what I think would be a perfect time for him to start really judging our tether or grilling our tether like how we are at the moment. All right, so Arteta oh. had a full season and like six months. Six months? It's more than a full season. No, last season was a full season. The season when he uh, took over for Emery. How much months he had in job? About six months. Right. So he had 18 months in the job, right? Um, I gave it Arteta to the end of the season. I we doing see any improvement. And then he deserves to be fair because he get money to spend and he buy players. Players that can be first team or should be first team players. So, yeah. By the end of this season, if I don't see improvement, I think he deserves to be fired. That's just my take on Arteta. All right. So, we will go on to the preview of game week three. Yep. And just as we finish off, we can start with Arsenal. Man City Arsenal, 7.30, Saturday, before, August 28th, 2021. Before you start with this, before you start, before you start, just acknowledge that Antonio has done what you said he would do. So he reached 100 goals, yeah? No, not 100. Um, no, he brought the record. Sam yeah, I, I, t- record. I think he's at 49 now. He scored two right. on... right. I, I said once fit, he's going to give you 15 Premier League goals. Right. So I was being facetious. Yeah. He said, he said he look like he scored 100 goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw you. Top he could, he's a top Honestly, player for West Ham, but I feel like he got only strike for West Ham. Yeah, of right. course. Of course. West Ham and Jamaica. Started career as, he started his career as a right wing back. As a right so back. To be able to, Correct. So to be to be West Ham all time goal scorer three year, three or four years later, that's amazing. My best right back in the world, man. Kissing <laughs> Carabao cut out and and celebrating. All right, don't let me dampen the achievements. Man City yeah. Arsenal. Man City Arsenal. Um, Man City three Arsenal. No. Man City three Arsenal. No. Yeah. I I, I can't. I can't even disagree with that. <laughs> I don't. There's not much to be said. There's not much to be yeah, said. No, even if even if my city only made one else, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a terrible performance. Right. Yeah, and I totally agree. I'm going to one city. 
<laughs> All right. If you, if you put I it on City. Hey, on to the next game. Next big game, Liverpool Chelsea. No, we actually can do all the games in the preview. So next oh, game, okay. yeah, the next game, Aston Villa, Brentford. Um, watching Newcastle and Aston Villa, the game could have gone anywhere. Callum Wilson was denied a penalty call. Callum Wilson missed a one v one, and I heard you said if um Callum Wilson was presented with a chance that Armstrong had, well, and it was yeah. actually yeah, it was a chance similar to that, and he never hit the target. <laughs> he get the ball. Yeah, Wilson is normally by the He's normally by the uh, So we we got seven of the time players versus the eight or nine of the time players. Aston Villa scored from a long throw. Uh, Aston Villa scored. Aston Villa, you mean you mean Brentford? Yes. Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa scored from a penalty. What game is this? Aston Villa Brentford. The long oh, throw oh, oh, was, oh. was was cash. That Minks flick on and then yeah 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 right a long throw and a penalty. Danny Ings has three shots all season and scored two goals. So that's what we call a nine of the temper. So Aston Villa has not been impressive in the attacking numbers, and especially Danny Ings. Brentford, on the other hand, buys a shot. Far and against two goals. And Brentford is still in the impressive against Crystal Palace. I actually thought Crystal Palace should have been the game. Um, by going with the home team because of the fans. And I can go with uh two one to Aston Villa. Two one. I for me, Villa. I think they can come out and try the game. I don't know if they can predict a scoreline, but for me, they will have just enough quality to see off Brentford, and they're they're more organized as well. Um, I'm going to nil to oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I'm finished. I'm finished. Villa. To nil Villa. Brentford got. Two goals from got a goal from a technical breakdown against us. Well, a ball that was out and then a poor clearance and then a long throw. And they failed to score against um Crystal Palace. What I see from Brentford is that thus far they don't create much chances. Tony has been starving. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, so he, he he had he had he had uh he had a big chance off a corner last week, but Instead of heading the ball, he shorted the ball. And he had like four shots last week. But you can oh. go ahead. Yeah, but I can go with Puno Aston Villa. I do want to see Bright first score. All right. So yeah. to add some stats to the Villa performances, Aston Villa has six shots in the box over. Well, sorry, last week. Um, had one big chance and only two shots on target, which was the penalty and the volley. Ooh. And that was against Newcastle. If I correct, it's Newcastle, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that'd be the and so far, Brentford has kept two clean sheets. 
Um, yeah, so my right now, yeah, so right now, all of it going against the, the stats. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> so, so hopefully, yeah, you go with the eye test. Yeah, you know how I feel yeah. about Ings. You know how I feel about Ings. I can't Ings to improve. Yeah. So hopefully we. Correct. Um. Next game, Everton Brentford. Sorry, Everton Brentford? Brighton. Uh, Brighton mm-hmm. was totally dominant against Watford last weekend. Um. However, Brighton don't do well with crosses, and Everton. Is a team that is playing a lot of crosses. Calvert Lewin ain't heading the ball. So I am going with uh, 2 1 to Everton. 2 1 to Everton. Yes. Hmm. Are you going with a 2 all draw? Let me, start, let me start by saying, right. Uh huh. Well, go on, Tizio. No, well, mine's going to be short. I go with a 2 all draw. I I have covered Lewin just for. That's it. Yeah, that's it for me. No no rhetoric behind it. Two all draw. Yeah. I, mean, I will never believe that ever that, that I will never believe that Brighton is struggle for crosses. If you don't just tell me so, I guess you do research there because if you look at Brighton and you see Duffy Webster and Lewis yes. Stunk back there, you will never believe. Yes, it. it's shocking, and they're gonna see they're gonna see tons of goals from. From set pieces, from but corners, perform- free kicks, yeah. But the performance of the season thus far, right, is Brighton's performance against Watford. Brighton dominate Watford. It, it looked like Barcelona versus Ibar. I swear, like I was so impressed by Brighton's performance versus Watford. Yeah. So I. However, 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 they scored from a corner via Duffy, and. Yeah. Watford playing out the back with Bissuma pressing, yeah. leaving pressing the ball and to a poking it. Correct, leaving Mopier basically one on one with the keeper. Yeah, the goals. And there's two goals from two that Mopier has as well, yeah. right? Yeah. That's true. But still, the oh, the way how the game went, it was all Brighton. I mean, all Brighton. Uh, yeah, because Brighton dominated the ball and Watford play a counter attack. So that's how the that, that's how that Watford, game is going to go. Watford didn't get a sniff. The nope. counter pressing, the counter pressing by by Brighton. Brighton was was perfect. Like let me say, Brighton was Brighton was perfect. So if that being said, I am going with a one all draw. <laughs> I am going with a one all draw. Yeah, one one. And I got Richarlison to get one of them goals. Carlo, favorite player. Tizio. <laughs> yeah. The- we didn't touch on this already. I didn't yeah. say two all draw. Oh, you said yeah, two all. Okay. Yeah, right, so, yeah. Yeah, mine was that. Mine was that yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> My um, review was that short. Yeah. Newcastle, Southampton. Um, two shocking defenses. <laughs> <laughs> um, Newcastle, as I tell Adi, before they play more attacking. You know, I seen last week uh, against Aston Villa. Game could have gone anywhere. They had a lot of chances. Um, Connor Wilson just didn't put them away. Um, then they had one where we had crossed the ball and he didn't put it there either. Um, so far to attacking, I, I, I honestly cannot call this game. Um, whoa, 
Why you know I can let it toy all go high first and let me take on this game because I can't call this game. So I did you could go. Uh, let me start by saying when I when I am a bit indecisive on games like these, I just sit on the bench with a nil nil draw. <laughs> Definitely but, not a nil nil. Yeah, Newcastle yeah. shocking defending. <laughs> exactly. Seeing seeing the way home Newcastle last game because mm-hmm. I did watch Newcastle. I'll go and I did see how comfortable Southampton looked against Manchester United. I'll go one nil Southampton. Yes, you. One nil I I think it's a double down on that. Uh, I have Southampton to win. I can't tell you how much. I don't have Newcastle's point at all. So Southampton one or two now. This on the start that, that, that Southampton has, have, sorry, this on the start they have, um, I would say Southampton, but Newcastle is a weird team because I didn't expect Newcastle to get any chances <laughs> against Aston Villa and somehow they play uh-huh. better than Aston Villa. I don't know. You know, I can so see Two two draw. I can say a two two draw because Southampton attacking Newcastle can defend, but Newcastle oh. can also score. Yeah, I can say a two two. And so far, the I find the home teams yeah. doing pretty good. So I can say a two two draw. Newcastle concedes six goals in two games so far. Yes, but Newcastle also played Mikel Antonio. <laughs> who, also was, who also was involved in a number in a number of big chances Monday against Leicester. Three goals, three assists. Leicester with Leicester Leicester, yes. However, I watched the game and Leicester would have still been that game at least two or three one. Yeah. Based, based on how horrible Leicester playing so far. Soyonku, oh my God. Yeah, you see, like, Having having ten men or nine men or, or twelve or thirteen, I mean Sionko was still making mm-hmm. an error because what David Moyes, the quote unquote shake coach, do was put Farnells in the middle to block the passing lanes into Telemans. And I don't know if you watched the game, but the two center backs was passing the ball in between each other all the time. Like for Amarty. For Amarty to Sayonku all the time. The first half they had 110 passes between each other. Right, because Leicester outball is two telemans. So you just go start that pass and then they lost. Ben, anyway, let me move on. Well, well, if well, if David Moyes can see that, our tennis should be able to see that against us. Not the ball in, into Lukaku. No comment. Let me, let me move on. <laughs> That's the knowledge. I'm going with a 2 2 draw in this. Wow. And the reason I can say a 2 2 draw is because Rogers has success with a 3 5 2, a 5 3 2, whatever you want to call it. And because Barnes fit again. He back to the four two three one, 
Barnes has been shocking. There's no way that I have a striker that finishing the season in that kind of form and score the goal to win me the community shield. And I can persist with the photo to want to keep him out the team. So if they play a, a 4 2 3 1 again, I saying a 2 2 draw or Norwich could, could easily win the game because Leicester has not been um, very good so far. But yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, for me, I think that Leicester will win about 3 0. And the reason I say that is because this, this is going to be a party party. If those Norwich defenders play the way they played against Manchester City, Vardy is going to run all day and it's going to be a long day at the office with them. And I don't think they have the quality in the field either to stop and stop that ball coming in from Tillman. And hopefully, hopefully, Amarty does not start. Yeah. I don't think Amarty is the problem, given the fact, given how Soyonko <laughs> I think that Amarty uh, is, is the least, um, less the problems right now. Uh, um, injured though. <laughs> so, I think he's the most. I think he's the more nervous. Uh, uh, the boy, the Vestergaard, Vestergaard, he, right? he should I, be good for this weekend. Oh, okay. Right. So, are you less than alright? Yeah. Hey, Rogers, I trust. I trust Rogers to adapt, make suitable changes. See what he did wrong last game. Last two games. I go last two games. <laughs> um, I didn't go two nil Leicester. Two nil Leicester. Well, I expect that. to see the two strikers. I expect to see two strikers against Norwich. Or he could play um thing for any right, Ianacho because um obviously Perez got the right person. Oh. So he can't play. I but, expect to see the battery though. I expect to see the three five two. Fair enough. Um, right, so West Ham Palace. Um, Palace actually looked decent against Brentford. Finally, got to see the um, Patrick Vera <laughs> Palace attacking. Um, as I said previously, they only conceded one big chance, and they played Chelsea, which I think is impressive. Um, they actually played. Played better and had more chances than Brentford. Zaha created two chances that on another day would have gone in the net. Um, however, West Ham has scored eight goals in two games. Full of confidence. West Ham home. Mikel Antonio on fire. I expect West Ham to win this game. Two or three goals to one. I expect them to concede because they don't look that strong at the back, in my opinion. Yeah, they think they're trying to get Kurt Zuma in to help uh, shorten the defense. Um, West Ham obviously doesn't win for me. West Ham for sure. Uh, Scoreline, I am not sure. I I can't I can't tell you how much they will win. But I know that Sam will win this game simply because Palace is still in a transitional stage. And I don't think that Pat Javira has been able to get his message are still across. Players are still unsure of where they're supposed to be. 
Mitchell, I have not seen him struggle this much before. Um, the only saving grace for them would be the goalkeeper. If he has a caught game, they, they might shade it. Uh, might might be able to beat West Ham on a set piece. But for me, uh, West Ham going to win this game. All right. Adi? Uh, short and sweet. West Ham 2-0. West Ham looks solid at the back. Explosive up front. Ben Rama. Antonio, 2-0. West Ham. I, I like how Adi just come off with these score lines off the rip. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you just... You don't even have to think about it. You, you just when know I, who you're in. No, when I go last, right? I just go last, so I just be thinking all that thing. Oh, okay. All right, so we're going first, but I don't need to think much for this one. Liverpool, Chelsea, 12 30 game, 0 0. A draw. Yeah, oh, that was the first. It takes my time to Carlo. I'm going with the 0 0 as well. No, 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 I can't agree with that. This is a this is a 2 0 win for Chelsea, and this could be the first pocket point that we get to speak of this Liverpool battle. Is Van Dyke still fit? Is Van Dyke recovered? Has Van Dyke recovered enough? So I think that can be the talking point after this. Yeah, so when the Liverpool, I feel the Liverpool, when the Liverpool fans see you, right? My God, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, so we can, we can quickly move on. But Chelsea is going to dominate that midfield. The Leeds and Burnley. Burnley. All right, so I can be like real quick here again. Um. Last meeting was 4-0 to the Leeds. Uh, not um, a massacre. <laughs> yeah. Three or four goals to one. What do you say? Burnley. Burnley, Burnley. You're a favorite ginger marine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Leeds is I think Leeds will, will massacre them again. Um simply because they moved away from what they were good at. And like Palace, they're transitioning into something that they're not comfortable with. I know if you want to become great, you have to come out of your comfort zone. But now is not the time to change. Not with this not with this lot of quality up there. Adi? Um, I'm going one one. 1-1, one, one, Burnley and Leeds. All right. So we can move yeah. on to Spurs and Watford. Um, Spurs still doing no wise there still. Um, I know Watford tried to be solid defensively and hit on the break I seen in the first game. They were unable to do it in the second game because of how good Brighton was. Um, however, Spurs don't possess the quality. To possess the ball, I would say somewhat back to differ. Um, as I say, don't know what Spurs still is, but when Harry came back, I expect him if he don't start to get some minutes off the bench. Son fit. Uh, I expect Spurs to win again at least 2 0. Yeah, uh, this is another 1 0 for me, Frank Spurs. Uh, this seems to be their trend. I know they will have some difficulty from Dennis uh, running in behind. Sanchez does not like pace. If Tanganga's up for it, he's going to be good. 
Doya and Sanchez are going to have a mirror if Dennis is on, but I think... Sar, Sar, don't that's... forget Sar. Don't forget Sar. Never ever forget Sar. Sar, Sar versus Reguillon. That's, that's going to be a good battle. That's going to be a good battle. But I think collectively Spurs will... Spurs will... Uh, Spurs will pick them. Spurs will continue their run. And Hurricane back in the team, I think today he announced that he's staying at Spurs. If it wasn't him specifically... That was a report that came out. Yeah, it was him. Staying. It was him. Right. So I, I think that's going to be a big up, upliftment for Spurs themselves. But in terms of getting the tactics right and the style of play that the coach is implementing, maybe they're still still looking to, to conquer it. And maybe it will only be a 1-0. I expect Dele Alli to start again. And disappoint us. <laughs> and they need to start out the midfield as soon as possible as well. So just see how that game goes. But I got a one of Spurs victory. Um, I think Spurs play tomorrow, right? In Europe. Yeah, or Spurs yeah, yeah. reserve team. Right. The second leg is second leg, yeah. Much needed uh, minutes for Kian. Kian announced he's staying. Kian has some back and forth. In fact, this is Shay. 4 1 Spurs. Kian with a point after we're over the fans. Wait, I'm not Wait Hartley in the new stadium. I expect <laughs> Kian to run around. Kian and Sauter run around from 4 1 Spurs. 4 1 Spurs. 4 1 Spurs. Okay, right, so last game of the game week before uh, what we all want. Which is the international break? We saw eager to to see the um the Brazils and the Argentinas and what's not. Yeah, right. Um, Manchester versus Wolves. Um, Wolves attacking. Manchester love when a team's attack. A team attacks them. And once OGS start Greenwood at striker, which can allow Fernandez to run in behind. Like the first game, I expect Manchester to win this game at least 3 1. 3 1. Uh, I got another draw. Um, maybe to all, maybe this this is the time for Wolves to get a goal. My United was that team last season. And I think that I think that Wolves will get from there from this game. They will not be able to stop United from scoring. Especially, like you said, if Greenwood starts, his movement is really good. And his finishing is even better. But I think this my United battling is is going to be signal for Varane to come in the team, giving up to Wolves. Um, I'll go with one nil Wolves. One nil Wolves. Back five. Yeah, back five. Usually attacking, but I think that could change. I think the coach got all of his tactics given the, given the way if, if United possess the ball more often than not in this game I think that Spurs I mean I think that Wolves was sitting Wolves can defend um, we have yet to see Manchester United break down a team that is pretty organized defensively so if this game goes with Manchester United seeing most of the ball I think that Wolves were sitting and actually get one on the counter. 
I think that Varela made his debut. We have to see how he and Harry Maguire cooperate back there. So obviously that's questions to be asked. And I think that Wolves could get at Manchester United and get that one goal. I just got that feeling in my tummy that it will be one nil to Wolves. Okay, so we have come to the end of the game week three predictions. Um, just want to thank everyone for listening, and that is a good night from me.